This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You out there in the company, this is Kelly and Company as an AMI-audio live presentation today. When I say that, Ramya Muthan, Kelly McDonald, hosts of Kelly and Company here. And we're having a great time bringing you the stories that people have for us involving CNIB. And for those of you who have maybe been elsewhere, out of the country or something like that, we'll help you out. It's CNIB's 100th anniversary, and we're here celebrating with many people today, Ramya, and really having a great time doing it because of these amazing stories mm-hmm. and the high energy around here is everybody is excited. Yeah, you're right. It's been so good and hearing uh, so many different perspectives of people's experience with the CNIB, what they've done, what CNIB has done. Uh, lots of stories, like you said. We're in our first of a couple of... Um, broadcast today here from Regina. Uh, this is our, our Kelly and Company normal show time. Um, so we're doing a presentation of meeting people and talking. But later on today, we will be here to bring you the special ceremonies that CNIB has worked up here in Saskatchewan and invited so many people to join them in celebrating the 100th anniversary. Some great people will be here, um, a, a variety of people, and we'll bring it live to you later on today. So do stick around. Isn't that the one you're emceeing? Yes, it is. Okay. Yes, and uh, very honored to do so. And that will come in after the broadcast from Ottawa that Dave Brown is hosting along with uh, Jesse. They're going to be doing that broadcast later on today. And it as well will be amazing with all the people that will be speaking and recognizing this special time for CNIB. So do stick around for all of that coming up. Right now, one of our community reporters, a client of the CNIB, as well as a member of the CNIB advisory committee um becky czar joins us to chat for a little bit we're used to your voice on live from studio five it is a pleasure to meet you in person right here in regina oh thanks so much for having me on your show today i really appreciate it so i want to know a little bit about obviously what kind of stuff you do what obviously brought you to being one of our community reporters but also on the advisory committee and you Okay, well, a little bit about me is my background. Um, I have juvenile rheumatoid arthritis, and I was diagnosed when I was three. Um, I lost my sight in my right eye due to uh, glaucoma and uveitis that went along with that. And I lived a fairly, quote-unquote, normal life uh, with monocular vision up until about five years ago. And I very suddenly experienced what's called a global rupture. And uh, kind of sounds fairly graphic, but generally what happened is my eye kind of popped uh, just along the scar tissue line from all my previous surgeries and I instantly lost my sight. Um, So life kind of spun out of control there a little bit for a while. Wow. Now, what do you, so is that in the one eye you've lost the total sight? Um, My right eye is artificial and this has occurred in my left eye. So I have just a wee bit of sight that I've been able to regain. um, I like to say luckily because I was told I would be without any sight for the rest of my life at that time. So I then started my journey in the blind world. So... So how was that? Because you said, you know, it kind of spun out of uh, control for a bit there in life. And what did you do during that time? Was it a lot of just kind of, we talked about grief um, a lot today Mm -hmm. and losing your vision and that period of it being, uh, you know, very similar and if not the same as grief. Yeah, you know, I went from one minute being a confident, competent nurse, wife and mother 
to somebody who felt like I really couldn't do anything at all. I felt like I lacked the skills in every um, area of my life. And uh, I had a lot of learning to do. And absolutely, you go through the grieving process. Um, and with my nursing background, I could kind of walk myself through right. you know, the yes. hierarchy of going through you know, all the different stages and stuff and anger and you know, grief. Definitely, I kind of hovered around the fear area for quite a while and actually it was my husband that came home from work one day and kind of said you got to get up off the couch like we're making the call we're calling CNIB but you know up until that point I hadn't accessed any of their services and I believe the stigma that you know a lot of unfortunately the population believes that it's an institute for the blind mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know it's a charity and you know I uh, I'm not there yet I'm not yes. there yet I you know I can do this on my own I have no idea what I'm doing but I can do it on my own and- <laughs> I'll mail it in I'll figure it out I'll, yeah. I'll just go with the plan somehow. Yeah, I have a degree in taking care of people, so I should be able to take care of myself. (laughs) So those kinds of ideas and thoughts troubling you and the process itself, I I had made a comment earlier, they talk about it, whether you become a diabetic, whether you become, um, have a disability, they talk about that 8 to 11 years to get a life, quote, back on track, unquote. Um, What would you say, and and again, it's always evolving, we're always going through process, for you, how long? You know, I'm just, every day I feel a little bit more like my previous self. I am my new self and I embrace my new self as well, but I'm four and a half years into the journey and I'm still learning. I feel like I've come a long way and each day, you know, I kind of, it's like, feel a little bit triumphant even over the, you know, what I once considered the simplest things. Um, But, you know, I definitely think it's a journey and there's a lot, you know, a lot to learn along the way, and it is a very individual process as well. But I have to say that my journey very much began um, back in the upward motion once I made that connection to the CNIB. So talk us through that. Once you guys made that call and, and made the active decision to get up off the couch, what were the last uh, four and a half years like? Um, baby steps is the best way I can describe mm-hmm. it along with a roller, roller coaster. So some simple things like once I made the contact with the CNIB, one of my first meetings that I had then there was with a low vision specialist at the time. Her name was Bev. And I expected just to kind of roll in there, receive a, a magnifier, shove, shove in my purse and leave. Right. Wow. <laughs> and, you know, kind of pretend in an aspect that it, that just didn't really happen. Yeah. But, um, Shove it to the bottom of the purse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, let it fall way to the bottom. But, you know, I walked in there and I experienced something totally different and unexpected. And she wanted to get to know me as a person and the things that I like to do and the things that I valued. And I wasn't ready for it. Um, so the emotion started to roll. And my mom was with me for that appointment. And I, I broke down in her office. Um, the simple tool of handing me a magnifier was beyond at that time, beyond what I was able to even process because she not only handed me a bit of like a magnifier, but she also handed me a component of my life back that day. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I really was missing a lot was my son was three and a half at the time. And some, you know, one of our special moments we had at the end of the day was reading stories. And I went from doing that every single night and, you know, having the conversations and watching him learn and explore and, you know, to somebody who couldn't do it. And now she handed me a tool back that allowed me to do that. And it was different. It was going to be strange and disjointed, but it was a little portion of my life that I was thinking I was never going to be able to do. And that's incredible because so many of us think of that as the identifier or the acceptance when we're handed a white cane and they say, okay, go out, we're going to teach you mobility. But everybody will know and we, Mm -hmm. we worry about that being that tale. And yet it is a, a thing that gives us 
mobility gives us access to get around like that like that magnifier did something so deeply special to you and yeah. uh, bev did because she kind of changed the focus right like you went in there thinking oh great i'm gonna have to do what a blind person has to do or whatever and she kind of switched that over into something totally different and it's what everything but the blindness and then how uh you could like you said embrace your new life yeah she personalized it to me exactly. i have to say and she had a really unique perspective and i have to say i i will never forget that day and she's just one of the amazing examples that take place at the cnib and the work that they do well you know yourself you talk about ups and downs cnib has had their share what do you see come as we move into another hundred years what would you like to see um, when it comes to CNIB's day-to-day and, and the, the differences that we see happening and your thoughts? Yeah, I think it's a really exciting time to be involved with the CNIB right now. I think that they've made a tremendous amount of strides in the past, but I think going forward, it's going to be just build a momentum. And I like the direction that they're heading in regards to the client um, client involvement and, you know, rehabilitating the rehabilitating the personal side. And it's not just in my role, it's not just me that's lost the vision and that's had some change occur. It's my entire family. It's my husband's life has changed. My son life, son's life has changed. And I'd like for them to continue to build on, you know, some of that momentum as well. And um, something else I would really, you know, I'm kind of passionately, personally involved in that is the transition from acute care to um, community care. So I think that, you know, some exciting work can be done in that area as well. But um, I think, you know, the incorporation of the right minds and um, passion there at the CNIB. I think that really the options and the limits are really endless. Now you've done some work with the CNIB in the last uh, couple of years as well, right? I have, yes. Uh, tell us about that. Well, I've joined their board of uh, directors on their advisory board, and it's really exciting to have that opportunity. I've never been part of an advisory board before, so um, I come with a, a healthcare background, so I think that's kind of a, somewhat of a unique perspective that I've experienced it from the healthcare side and as well as the personal side, and now I get to see it from their business side as well. So it's been lots of fun. I've been on some of their advocacy committees and had opportunities to work with our um, amazing provincial government and met all sorts of uh, amazing individuals who worked there um, again last night or I guess it was the night before my son came out to the MLA reception with us and he had an opportunity to meet the premier um, Mr. Scott Moe and he was so overwhelmed and excited to add that to you know, his topics of discussion oh. at you know grade two school the next yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> so special and you get a chance to share what's going on in the community as a community reporter for AMI how did that come to be and how's that working? working and you're seeing so many people evolve into getting out and being more active. Yeah, it's really amazing opportunity. So I really have to thank both the CNIB and AMI for the opportunity to do that. It's been a learning curve and definitely something that I, I look forward to doing each and every month and having those conversations. And it allows me to get more involved in the blind community and being aware of what's going on right here in our community. Because I think it's amazing the amount of work that's taking place um, right around us and the amount of opportunities that are available for us. And I think that's just going to continue to grow as well. Well, so um, I, it's something I, I haven't done before, but I really embrace it. And thank you guys for the opportunity to do that and all of your amazing work that you guys do to promote um, blind and partially sighted communities. And do you have any last kind of messages for people who are out there who may have lost their sight recently, especially, um, you know, midway into a career and into a family life and things like that? Anything that you want to share that uh, you kind of went through that somebody else might benefit from hearing? Um, I would say take a deep breath, um, one day at a time, 
one step at a time. If you need to walk, you know, to the end of your driveway, turn around and come into your house and ball. That's okay. I did that. Mm-hmm. Um, before you go and you, you know, take on the mall or, you know, a business organization, um, there's lots of supports out there. Reach out to them. That, that's what we're there for. And you don't have to pave the road yourself. There's people who have done it before you. And it's okay to reach out to those folks and gleam their support or their expertise or just their insight. Um, they can act as an amazing support and sounding board for you. Sounding board for you. So I would encourage anybody to get involved with the CNIB within your community. And uh, there's lots of amazing things that are taking place. And your life will be okay. Awesome. That's beautiful. Becky Zarr joining us here, and she is a CNIB Advisory Committee board member. Also, of course, we know her very well from Live from CO5 and her community reporter work that she does for us, and uh, also, of course, CNIB client. Enjoy the rest of the day, Becky. Thanks for giving us time. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it. Ramya and I will take a break, and we'll be coming back with an interview we did earlier today, and we'll be with CNIB Child and Family Services Counselor Teresa Ajo next on AMI-audio live from Regina. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. Hi, I'm Ramia Amuthan. Join me weekly for AMI Audiobook Review, the podcast that explores new titles, introduces us to famous narrators, and updates what's hot at the Center for Equitable Library Access. Download episodes of AMI Audiobook Review from your favorite podcast provider. Hi, I'm Jenny Bovard. Join me monthly for Low Vision Moments, where I speak with awesome guests about some of the amusing things that happen when you're blind or partially sighted. Watch on YouTube or download Low Vision Moments from your favorite podcast distributor. Hi, I'm Red Sale, inviting you to download the latest episode of My Life in Books, where internationally acclaimed authors discuss their lives, their work, and three books that have resonated with them. That's My Life in Books, available wherever you get your AMI podcasts. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider. Join us weekly for The Pulse with host Joita Gupta, who brings us closer to issues impacting the disability community across Canada. Watch The Pulse on YouTube or listen wherever you download your AMI podcasts. I'm Margaret Shepherd of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods. The Walrus is Canada's conversation, and you're invited to take part. Download AMI's Voices of the Walrus, where professional narrators read selected articles from the magazine. Available wherever you download your AMI podcasts. Hello, I'm Sean Priest. Join me monthly for Sean of the Shed, where I introduce you to all the technology that can be so useful to us as blind or partially sighted people. Find Shaun of the Shed wherever you find all your podcasts.
Hi, I'm Stephen Scott. Join me every day for Double Tap. It's a show where we occasionally talk about technology for blind and partially sighted people. You'll find us wherever you get your podcasts.